Laura Palmer is dead a Twin Peaks podcast. It has been a sec. It's yes. been a minute. Oh, it makes me so warm inside. If you if you're still listening, we appreciate you because it's been a while. It's well, been a since while. The since, since the finale, which the finale was Hold for it. Melissa's looking it up. September 3rd, 2017. Oh so my like God, almost a year, year ago that we probably recorded our almost last episode. Well, we did the last podcast, what, like a day after or a week Now after. you're asking for so much more. Right. Super specific data, but the <laughs> gist no, of mean. it is that we have not so. been recording for you for a year. Because partially Twin Peaks has been off the air, partially because my SoundCloud subscription lapsed when I had to get off of PayPal uh, PayPal because of a PayPal hacking deal. You can see the masterminds you're dealing with. But we're back and better than ever. And the reason we're back and better than ever is because the trio, Melissa, Pat, Kelly, is going to Snoqualmie, Washington next week for a Twin Peaks-inspired trip. Whoa. Watch out. Three's company. We're, we're going to do the tour. Yeah. So we're going to do the full tour. We're going to do oh, some podcast sorry. episodes. So before that, we wanted to get back together with the gang, say what's going on with the podcast, talk a little bit about what we've been thinking about the return since it's been almost a year. Like, what are your post-return impressions Talk about our favorite Twin Peaks episodes, and then a little bit about our plans for Snoqualmie. So I'm going to punt it out to the group. We've been away from the world of Twin Peaks for a year. Revisiting sort now. And, yeah, because you're never fully <laughs> away when you're with us. Fun fact, though, <laughs> is that Kelly, Kelly and Pat are married and live together, and <laughs> Kelly fucking loves Twin Peaks. Yeah, very so, Very much. I feel like a few rewatches. Two of Maybe. you. I mean, we rewatched for Halloween. I rewatched for Halloween because I it's was It's a yearly Shelley. Halloween watch. Kelly was Norma. Oh, yeah, we were Norma and, and Shelly at like, C2E2. I need to, like, <laughs> also in-depth that. So just internalize those characters. Mm-hmm. So we, we yes. There have been some intermittent viewings, for sure. That's true. But there have been no notebook, keeping track of number theory, I know. going for it viewings. And also, fun fact, Kelly did not... I mean, she mildly mentioned this when we were going to get lunch today. <laughs> no, I sprang this one on them. <laughs> and then I do not have my notebook, and it's making me very um, anxious. By the way, normally you have three podcasters who have pages of notes right now you have three podcasters one of us has notes which is what's been doing (laughs) impressions since the return fave episodes tease out trip i've already teased out the trip so one bullet point down um i'm just gonna chug this rosé so (laughs) So we've got four bullet points and a prayer the structure's (laughs) real loosey-goosey and we're coming at you um so so yes there have been inter intermediate Twin Peaks watchings, but by and large have not done an in-depth Twin Peaks viewing for a while. True. You're removed a bit from the return. You're not day in, day out living Lynch life, looking for number theory on mailboxes, starting to feel the vortex sucking you in. I also (laughs) just want to comment about how once you remove yourself from that kind of watching every TV show, you're like, should I be noting this? Like, what does that mean? And everyone's like, it's, it's just a three. It's just, it's just a TV show. You just enjoy it. And I was like, are you sure? Should I be noting this? You're watching this wrong. That happened with Star Trek where I was like, should we go into this? Like, I got my notes. I was like, what does this mean? And you're like, nope, no need. Just let it sweep over you. Yeah, it spoiled me. I mean, it it is funny because I never, it's been a while since I used to like read books and take notes. And now I do that because it's like, I need that extra level of Twin Peaks obsession. Like I'm real in it now. It's, it's intense. There, there are shows where you need to be very. You can't passive watch. Yeah, you can't passively watch. You have to be really in it. Like, yeah, I think Castle Rock 
Ooh, we've been watching it's that. So it's very awesome. good. Yeah. It's it's a little Twin Peaksy. It's a little Twin Peaksy. It is. It's, it's a little like universe. small town. Oh, What's going on? Yeah. yeah. It's it's interesting. I was talking to someone at work about that because I don't know the Stephen King universe, so I'm like, should I know it? Like, I'm I'm a big advocate of like reading anything before I watch anything for sure because I want to create everything in my head first. Yep, fair. So I was like, but I don't know if I can like get into like the whole Stephen King. Yeah, it's we are exclusively kind of dark tower people, which. Yeah. Listeners, Dark Tower, if you are a fantasy sci-fi nerd who's looking for a gateway into Stephen King, the Dark Tower series is definitely your gateway, Yeah, I feel like. True. I, w- I was like... I'm a big fantasy nerd. You know that. Yeah. He describes it as his Lord of the Rings. It's very and, fantasy. Know. It's a fantasy thriller kind yeah. of book. And um, it's also his his red room, if you will. It's his center area upon which everything else yep. kind of rotates as we feel portal theory bringing back have you been have you been lazy over the break or have you been staying in touch <laughs> do you know what portal theory means listeners because if you don't refresher portal theory is the theory that all lynch universes are connected by some sort of portal usually the red room um, the Black Lodge, White Lodge, there's some sort of Lynchian kind of universe yeah. that connects everything. Um, it could be. TBD yeah. to when we start <laughs> analyzing which room is which portal. Right. <laughs> yes. So I would say just, like, let's back up to our, when we think about our initial impressions after the return was done. I think it was kind of a bittersweet mixed bag for the group. I feel like that was the overall impressions from everything that I read in media. As yeah. Well, where it, it was, was like, wow, critically acclaimed darling, but we want more. But we understand that if we're Lynch fans, we shouldn't expect more. So what were we thinking was going to happen here? But at the same time, you're left kind of like, did he just in the last episode negate everything he yes, did? Yes, he all did. The... I think yeah. it's great. He did. He completely changed the future. We should have said this spoilers. I read if you haven't that... watched The Return, do not listen to the rest of this episode. So, so right, at the end of... Um... Why are you skipping to the last episode <laughs> yeah, of don't the podcast do that. series? Like, <laughs> don't do that to yourself. Poor, do that. poor listening poor judgment. on your... So you you deserve this. Right. So Tammy's uh, little uh, notebook that the she dossier. dossier right pretty much confirms that at the end of right. the book. Um, yes. That things have changed. The newspapers have changed in her time. After she's written this, she says, "I can't like now. I can't find any." Yeah, records she's like, of "I can't her. really remember that happening." And the interesting thing yeah. is, so we're referring to this book that was released. After Twin Peaks, that was a dossier that's supposed to be by Tammy. Yep. Um, which that, interestingly, is by Mark Frost. Right. So the question I always have is, like, how much collaboration is there? I can see David Lynch and Mark Frost being the type of partners where it's like, take what you've taken from our partnership and go where you want to go. And right. like, I don't have to Sorry. confirm everything. Yeah. Like I could see some of that being a surprise to David Lynch too. So, yeah, I don't know how much Definitely they're like communicating, having like storyboarding meetings and things like that. Like it's I hard for me to imagine that. I don't know if you remember, but in the dossier, he spends, or I guess Tammy spends an inordinate amount of time on Norma and her history. Right, and like the back... And what else? The backstories of Twin Peaks, the original series that we already knew. And, and like explaining like yes. Annie, who like Annie was not in The Return, I thought I on know. purpose, like yeah. because Annie's not a character. Sorry, Heather Graham. I hope you're not listening because we've said some awful things about you. Um, but and like... We couldn't... She didn't... She didn't hit her stride <laughs> Like, it just there. wasn't... It wasn't a character that they committed to. She was clearly <laughs> brought in to be like, well, we're not going to do Audrey, so let's yeah. bring in this other chick, you know, and it just didn't work. No. So it definitely was a good choice to not have her in the return, and then, like, in the dossier, she's, like, really focused on that for some weird. reason. But well, Norma is really focused on... Norma's whole plot, which yeah. Norma and Ed 
I think we can all agree that was one of the few, like, you get closure. It's a bright spot. Right. Like, they had the happiest of happy endings. Yeah. Like, because... just a beautiful happy ending for Norma and Ed. Yeah, the true. return to me was a lot of, I just wanted Dale Cooper to be Dale Cooper. Yeah, and you missed like, out on that. And you really, and I get dark Dale Cooper, and I admire Kyle McLaughlin because, like, you really, fo- I always feel like when an actor is the character as opposed to, oh, look, it's Kyle McLaughlin right. playing dark. Yeah. But it wasn't get that. that Oh, it was yeah. that. No, his face looked different. I mean, he looked physically different when he was Where being it's different like, characters. Even like X-Files where I'm like, oh, it's David Duchovny just being like Fox Mulder. He raised his eyebrow one inch more. That's right. He can't put on a wig. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think he was the goat man in one movie and you're still like, no. You're, like, you're oh, no, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's understated to a fault, David Duchovny. Like. It's a little much. Because there are those (laughs) actors where you're just like, oh, it's Julia Roberts playing this character now. Right, playing likable, brassy friend. Yeah. As opposed to, like, where you, like, get into the character and you're like, whoa, like, I forget that it's the actor playing this. Right, yeah. You get that feeling. Yeah, that's that's the measure. It was very interesting because this year for the Emmys and Golden Globes, Kyle McLaughlin was nominated, rightfully so. He was one of the only nominees for Twin Peaks. Although I think we discovered that they'll be nominated for other categories next year, maybe? Yeah, they've just released the 2019, I think, Emmys. But for whatever reason, Kyle McLaughlin was nominated this year. And interestingly, this is the same year Ewan McGregor won for the same category for a role in Fargo where he was playing two characters. And I thought did a great job, but it was, in, you know, very interesting that I felt like the two major contenders in the category were actors playing two different characters. And that was kind of the big thing they brought yeah. to the category was like, That's we're playing two different roles. And actually, Kyle McLaughlin was playing three different roles. So, Healing watch Mills out, world. Re, re-brought into the <laughs> Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's so phenomenal, but I agree with you. It's like, on the one hand, as a fan, you want... The Dale, and you don't get yeah. Dale at all. You get Dale for one episode, for half an episode, really. Right. And that's it. On the other hand, I think they served the story the right way by not going right back to where they were because it was it's, 25 years later. Right. It's very lynching in that yeah. way. Where it's like, if I'm a basic watcher mm-hmm. and like I want that kind of, re- I want to see Twin Peaks as it was with. Shelly, I want to see Norma, and I want to see Ed, and I want to see Dale Cooper. It was not as satisfying because it was just like they were using that as the break of like, here's what's been going on in terms right. of like all of the like creepy shit that Lynch loves. Yeah. I was thinking about, because if you think about Twin Peaks as like it's a small town or a small group of friends or a small family you know, how many people in your group have had their happy ending? Because if you look at the characters in Twin Peaks in the return, there were like, there was kind of a direct correlation almost of like, as soon as we saw Ed and Norma get their happy ending, I was like, oh, fuck, someone else is going to get screwed in two minutes. Like, there's no, there's no such thing as like, every character ends up with their person. And then I was like, well, but in real life, if you think about your circle of friends, you know, not every person is with their soulmate and having their exact perfect situation in life. Like, in fact, probably five out of seven people are a little bit miserable. So it's kind of <laughs> it kind of makes sense that in Twin Peaks you have like Lucy and Andy made it, Ed and Norma made it, everyone else is kind of fucked. Right. <laughs> like and that yeah. sort of made complete sense with the world. You know, I mean, logically, you're not going to have everyone in the town have a happy ending. No. Not in this messed up town. Not in real life. Right. Not in real life and certainly not in this town. (laughs) But I think we're so invested that having the, like, brutal ending for some of the characters that we really cared about was so rough. You know? I kind of hoped for just that 
you know it's coming, but it's that tie-in where it's like, no, everyone's happy. Yeah, like some closure. No, you no. just kind of want to I maintain, though, on my scale of who got fucked the hardest, like the horns just had the shittiest of yeah. days. Yeah. And that was the roughest, <laughs> I think, oh storyline was where you just want to see, like, Audrey realize, like... Her life wasn't real. Like, yeah. wanted to know Wake why. Up and, like, uh, all of that. That was rough, yeah. That was so rough. And they but set it up they, in the roughest of ways because you knew Richard was her son before you knew, like, her story. And then you're like. Most did. <laughs> not, not our sweet Melissa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were talking no. about. So Melissa and I were talking, Pat, before you came, came home from work about how. Um. Like, the Audrey dance scene what in The Return was really, really cool. And, like, what I particularly am super impressed about is I can just imagine that, you know, Cheryl and Fenn being told, like, we want you to redo this iconic scene that you had done when you were, like, literally perfect looking now as a mature woman. And what would, in her mind, be the benefit of doing that? Like, almost nothing. But she did it and it was brilliant and it was beautiful and it was an awesome scene and like I, yeah. I was really impressed with that whole and I do think still that our theory that uh everything hinges on when the roadhouse MC comes in and doesn't yeah. come in is yeah. a big theory like yeah yeah definitely it holds water on a rewatch it does, it does. so There's... to remind you listeners if you watch the roadhouse scenes which was initially Every time at the end of the episode, it was like the band that played in the roadhouse. Sometimes you get bands like the chromatics that now actually are pretty big, probably thanks to twin peaks. But at the time that twin peaks aired, not that big, um, you know, nine inch nails, right. Or James just singing. Right. Whenever you got a band that was either super (laughs) big or it was just a local, like James, James, or it was like Audrey's dance. And it was announced by the MC, which the MC looked remarkably similar to um, the singer in the Red Room in the Jimmy finale. Right? Yeah, who sings um, I uh, the Sycamore Tree. Like, the Sycamore Tree, there you go. Yes. And has like a pine cone microphone. <laughs> Every time that that character came into the scene, we thought that those scenes were not real. Right. And if you look back, that it makes sense. And we've done sort of a passive rewatch and it does follow that logic. Like why would you have nine inch nails playing one night or on the same night and then have like a local woman do a dance? Like, yeah. cause it's nine inch nails and Audrey are the same night. So um, it's, there's something happening there at when you see just the chromatics come on stage or Magnolia blossom, come on, that's normal and real. But when the MC comes out, then it's in the right yeah, room or it's he, in some sort of portal. When he announces Eddie Vedder, obviously. Right. Um, and he says, he, Edward, doesn't he give you Edward Solverson. And that Edward song was the Audrey Solverson, song, right? Yeah. The one. Um, he did his song and then they did the Audrey dance song. Yeah, but there was a song before that that the lyrics were like about Audrey. Yes, it was like, right. It's, uh, yeah. I'm like. Like, I'm. Um, but a lot of the like ever, so I feel like anytime the MC, it was part of the Audrey dream because mm-hmm. it was towards the end where it was like yeah. even that Nine Inch Nails song was all about Audrey. She's gone. She's gone away. She's right. gone. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, that's that was Nine Inch Nails. But the Edward yeah. Better song was like Brother, you're gone, and Lover, you're gone. And like, I feel out like of it was is yes, really out of sand. Of the song. It was, I feel like, weren't those all Audrey scenes too? Yeah, they were. You're right. So I feel like the MC and Audrey kind of started at the same time. And it was when she started being like, we're going to go to the roadhouse. And like, it was, so he's all in her mind. The only thing that doesn't. He's definitely before her though. Yeah. Definitely. Because he announces the Nine Inch Nails. Right. right. And the only thing that doesn't fit with that too is that he's also then. James, like the James mm-hmm. thing. Oh, the James thing was weird. Yeah, that's so, in his head. 
because we when we rewatched it, we realized like that girl. Right, because the was, girl's like, like not as him. into James in real life as then, she is in James's head. Yes. When James, when they have the faux Donna and the faux Laura singing the James, just you, just me. Yeah. The woman who James is into is like in love with him and crying and gushing so over him, yes. but she's not actually in real life. So there's a lot of interesting things. What I like, you know, looking back, my big perception is why did I ever expect to have answers? And in fact, if I had gotten answers, isn't that contrary to everything I like about David Lynch? Oh, some people think he gave too many answers, away. which is, he didn't get too many answers. Well, I mean, that's what. So, who's saying that? I mean, I read a people, lot of young adult books. Fiction, yeah. so a lo- I expect a lot of fans. Like, <laughs> You're not going to get it with Lynch. You're I'm not going to get it. One of my biggest annoyances. I like a closed <laughs> a story. Nice closed loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not. But then, you know, but then you have some scenes that are just lovely, beautiful. I mean, the Ed and Norma just. Ed, Norma, Nadine. I want to give Nadine credit too because I thought. Her part in their love story was equally lovely with her being like... With her return. Yeah. yeah when you really love someone, Doctor you want him. them to be happy. Like, yeah. the scene where she goes to Ed in the gas station was a right, big right. Where positive. She's just like, yeah, she yeah. walked, she she's walked like, home. You love Norma. Yeah, I loved that. With and her shovel. With her shovel. Uh, the golden shovel. And nothing will make me cry more than the Norma-Ed get-together scene with just... Norma puts her hand on Ed's shoulder. He thinks it's over, and then yeah. there she is, and Shelly's watching, and that beautiful Otis Redding song. <laughs> it's just like a perfect scene. But as soon as you saw that perfect scene with those clouds, you were like, someone else is about to die. Right. Because Taylor doesn't like that. He doesn't like... <laughs> doesn't like everyone being happy. No, you don't get that. No. Yeah, not a tidy ending, not a tidy ending for the Briggses. Um, you don't really understand what's going on with Bobby and Shelly and her, their daughter. But Bobby's okay, though. He's, he's okay. He's like physically okay. But their daughter. Who knows what happened there? Daughter. Yeah. I mean, weird when both of your parents have a lot of problems in their teen years that you just were sitting Yeah. She's true. the she's the worst of both. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You've got cocaine. Love it. <laughs> yeah. She should have been dating Richard Horn. They would have been a smash couple. Oh, but she wasn't with um uh, the the ginger Mm-mm. though when he killed himself. No, she's no. safe. I mean she's Where alive. Was she? Where was she when we left her though? That's a good Getting question. ice cream? Wasn't she like, oh, that sounds so good? There was She's that one scene. Mom. There was that great scene where uh, there were there was a gunshot through the diner. Right. And then like they all the honking get down and yeah, it's a that's a real creepy scene. Yeah. Um, and they're looking for the guy that Richard goes after, who's Shelley's lover. Yeah, Red. Red. Yeah. Yeah, which that plotline doesn't really go anywhere. No. No, Red. I was Red really was surprised with, he, that they uh, killed Richard. Like, I thought Richard was going to have some big confrontation with somebody, and he never did. I mean, he, he got to meet Cooper, yeah, who acknowledged, or Evil Cooper, who pretty much acknowledged that he was his dad. I mean, goodbye, yeah. son. Yeah, he said goodbye, son, when he killed him. Yeah. But even before that, Cooper like knocks him in the face and's like. Who's your mom? And he's like, Audrey Horn. He's like, get in the car, mm-hmm. you brat. You know? Yeah. And it's one of those more... I raped uh, you into this world and I can rape you out. <laughs> certainly. Says. Sorry, continue. That's the best way to put it, Kelly. <laughs> Just not. He Only zap- in the Lynch he's... podcast is that like a cute thing to say. He zapped him out of the... Yeah. Like I a... mean, she was in a coma, but anyway... He was literally, like, um... Uh, oh, yeah, he zapped him out of existence. Yeah, so he literally, like, was zapped like a bug on one of those, like, bug zappers. Like, yeah, he used him to test uh, Richard some Horn. sort of portal. Yes, it was a portal trap. Portal trap. Literally. Happens to the best of us. 
Especially when you have that mixed blood of like evilness. <laughs> right. Like, half evil, half just kind of like a troublemaking bitch, but like not really evil. Like she <laughs> wants to be evil, but like in that, right. oh shit, like am I evil now? We just watched the pilot in episode <laughs> two and three. And Audrey in the beginning is very like just wants to be a troublemaking bitch for the sake of being a bitch. And then you do see after she gets into the, the real hot water, her become a more conscientious she's person. Like, Shit, I did not want to be <laughs> like addicted to heroin anymore. Like then like, she becomes this kind is of a lot. Like yeah. this is not what I said that for guys. She tones it down big time. <laughs> like she's like, I'm wearing blazers and I'm getting shit done now. <laughs> Settle like, down with Billy Zane. Yeah, I'm not gonna be that person that I was before poking holes in styrofoam cups at the concierge <laughs> desk. But she certainly, you know, you can imagine that she wasn't the sweetest of children and already. And then you add evil incarnate into the gene pool. You got yourself a Richard Horn is what you got there. It's a bad situation. So speaking of which, we were talking about our favorite Twin Peaks episodes. And that is a very hard question to answer, especially when you consider all of the original and the return together as one cohesive, which that is something we haven't done yet is like watch everything all together yeah, in one fair. long viewing, yeah. which would be very interesting. Yes. Which is a very different feel that I will do independently before our trip. So that Ooh, you got to do can... it quick. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> you got to do nothing but twin peaks from, <laughs> It's going to be weird. It's going to be like when I did that Harry Potter trivia and I started Ooh. dreaming in Harry Potter, but it's going to be much more fucked up when I start oh dreaming gosh. in Harry yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's hard because they do, to some extent, feel like two different series. I mean, there's right. no getting around it. Like Especially like season two where it gets more like campy yeah. almost. I think the, oh, I really... Mean, like the end of season two. Yeah. The, where... Like the middle to end. Yeah. The middle two. Yeah. Last, yeah. Almost threw a drink at a bartender who was like, I really love season two. And I was like, you know nothing. No, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I was like, I get why you would, right. but you don't know. Yeah. That's why. That's yeah. why. I mean. I mean the, if you take the bad episodes out of season two, it is just as good. Right. But, you have episodes like Two Brothers or whatever that one with yeah, the first Yeah, Two Brothers, one. yeah. Just like just a stinker awesome. by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, like just bad. But actually, so kind of fun. So kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. I love them all. I'm not gonna lie. Said, I think it's a Dwayne Johnson one, which I think uh, is one of your favorite directors. No, no, but you don't dislike. I'm not. You didn't I don't like ones. pick my directors out. Like you, you don't do. know you do, but I know which episodes you like, and I know what director corresponds <laughs> to those directors. I like the David Lynch episodes. I know. <laughs> Once in a while, a Dwayne Johnson comes okay. in, and you're like, yeah, yeah. which I might be just saying from The Rock, but it, no, yes, he is, it. he's a director too. No, it's Dwayne, Dwayne something. something. There's Leslie Link Glotter, you can't forget her because she also directed The West Wing, she did some of The Return, I think. Maybe she's awesome, she's a fave of mine, or he because Leslie could be a man's name at that time, at any time. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Anytime. That's but true. It doesn't I do, have to be that time. <laughs> I do think that is a big thing is like since the return is all directed by Lynch and with the original series, only six or so episodes were directed by Lynch. Yeah. It's not going to feel totally cohesive all three seasons. Like that's just not going to be the case. He is the, I know, I do know that he is the main, like he has the most directed episodes from right. the original series. So Yes. He's still like Dwayne directed. Dunham. Dunham. Dwayne. Sorry, Dwayne Dunham. D-U-W. And there's nothing wrong with Dwayne Dunham. He's a fine director. But he's no, he's no Leslie Link Glotter, though. <laughs> Twin Peaks fans are like, hagoo. <laughs> Other people are like, why are we listening to this? Um, but so to try and pick from both seasons is very difficult. But I was saying from the original season, my favorite episode is depending on what 
version of broadcast you're looking at. They either call it one two or one three, but it's Zen or the art to or the skill to catch a killer um, is probably my favorite. It has all the ingredients of Twin Peaks that you would want. It has the Tibet scene where Cooper and the sheriff's department go out into the forest and they touch, test their theories by throwing rocks at various things and have a blackboard. Like it's, it's very, kind of the start. In all fairness, it's throw rocks at the bottle <laughs> to see whether or not right. it's going it to the bottle. <laughs> Or hits With it. J names. And it's a total misdirection because none of that comes back into well, play at all. You wonder though, I, I just thought of, <laughs> I just thought of this now. If he had thought to put down her parents as suspects, would that have Right. Like because they really, don't have like, J names. It was only Is that what it was? Is yeah, because really... he, he took the line nervous about seeing Jay, Jay tonight, tonight and just explored that as his main Which it theme. was James. That she was nervous about seeing, right? Right. One has to imagine. But yeah, it is. It's just. It was it, a total. When you when you look into a person's private life and their, it leads you down all these different paths that may or may not lead you to the yeah. murder. I think it was kind of. I think one of two things could have been happening. Either Lynch knew where he was going and it was a misdirect, which I don't think was the case. Or Lynch was just kind of going for the moment, winging it. Yeah. I think he was winging it. Cause like we know he didn't know where he was going because he didn't know about Bob until he found Bob, you know, yeah. like Bob didn't exist until Bob existed. It wasn't like he scripted Bob. So, right. and we know that Leland didn't know that he was, the killer until the very last minute that he filmed the scene. So yep. I don't think that Lynch knew where he was going. I think he was just kind of winging it, having fun. And what I think is the most important thing about the Tibet scene is that it shows the kind of trust that the sheriff's department has in Cooper. And it shows Cooper's unorthodox methodologies. And like, it doesn't really matter what the outcome of the scene is. It's to show those two things. And I love with Lynch that, a lot of times it's not about the outcome. It's about how you get there and like the path. And that really fits with his transcendentalist Buddhist kind of background that he's right. more about the yes. journey than how you get a place. So I love the debate scene. You get the intro of Jerry. You get the first red room scene at the end of the episode, which has got to be like, if you imagine watching TV at this time, like primetime television, what you could have possibly been thinking when this scene came on, it's astonishing to imagine. Like our parents yeah. just chilling what they would have been thinking. Like my dad would have been like, this is cuckoo bananas. I'm out of town. I don't think my parents watched it. So. <laughs> there were enough pretty women that my dad might have watched it. But at this point, he might have been like, Pretty women be damned. I'm done with this. It's even hard <laughs> to get them to watch it now, which yeah, still we got them to listen have. to like one up ep one episode of our podcast. Like we have a podcast. We don't know. <laughs> our we'll leave that to you. Their honey. friends gave them the whole DVD box set to watch Twin Peaks. They still wouldn't. And do I it. still don't. Oh yeah, and then they watched the discs out of order and <laughs> gave up. Right. Or something like that. Yeah, I just can't even imagine <laughs> nothing like this had been on the air. I mean, you're like watching basically a soap opera and then suddenly there is a, you know, little person with their back facing you speaking in backwards speak in a room <laughs> like in you're either into it or you're not. Right. You're either like, this is amazing or you're like. This is bananas. I'm out. Oh yeah, because I forgot like that whole Wyndham Earl thing. Yeah, it was like a whole storyline. I'm trying to go through all of that. <laughs> like, I love it. Just keep going while you guys are talking, <laughs> so that I can figure out. Like I know my favorite episode of The Return is towards the end. I really didn't know I loved um, Laura Dern. Laura Dern until. Wow, very peaksy. <laughs> Until 
I really like, I mean, I liked Laura Dern, but then, like, after, like, her being Diane, Ugh. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, this was, like, Diane. her absolute best role. Yeah. I so agree. it was more, like, towards the end where, like, she finally sees Cooper as, like, real Cooper, and he's like, Diane, here. I think that's got to be 17, then, because we were just yeah. talking about how it's hard with the with uh, the return what your favorites are, but I was saying you almost have favorite think, memories, not favorite episode episodes. Seventeen but, yeah. was the first half of the finale. Right. Eighteen was the second half. Right. Okay. So, that makes so sense. So eighteen was the one where like they go into the room and like real Cooper's shooting evil Cooper, and then Diane's there, but Diane like. Wasn't Diane? Was, she was someone else. No, that was, seven, that was episode seven, seventeen. seventeen. That's the first seventeen. Half. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy. I think you're right. And I and I was saying that I thought sixteen, which is the one where Audrey does her dance, yep. is probably my favorite. But yeah, just to close the loop on one three or Zen and the the skill to catch killer. Other one. things in this episode, Audrey's dances in this episode. Um, the line, Agent Cooper likes his coffee black, is in this episode. And another big line, which I'm trying to remember, that gum you like is coming back in yep. style. So it's a lot of, oh, it's also the first time Laura speaks. And she says yep. the line, um, I feel like I know her, but sometimes my arms bend back, which is also her first line in the return, which I thought was an awesome choice to make the first line of, Laura, maybe it was the first line of the return. No, it wasn't the first line at all. But um, her first line was, I feel like I know her, but what, sometimes I have been back. Right. What about the first, is it the first time they do the fire walk with me chant? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. They do the fire pass. walk with me chant with Ma- with Mike. It's a really good episode. It has a like, lot of things. It's a very good episode. And it it's still manages day. to get in a little bit of mill plot. You get <laughs> Pennsylvania 65,000 with. Oh, in the mill it's totally the B plot. Guys. Yeah, we like we saw other mill media. plot is the B plot always. Even in season two, when mill plot becomes front and center for a minute, come on, it's the mill plot. It's the definition of a B plot. We saw some media written about us where we got <laughs> confused on like what A plot. We and didn't B get plot confused. Was. We know we just, the difference. Even though it had more content at that time, it's, it's still, still the B plot. Like nobody still, cares about the damn mill. Do you care about the mill? You don't. You don't. Care. There's gonna, a reason the mill plot wasn't even a part of the return. We're not going to give it that distinction. You did get to see ever. who David Lynch was like. I give a shit about and who David Lynch was like. Well, either they, unless they were just dead, which <laughs> you know, but like he was like mill plot, nah. We're not worried about. There was no Josie, Catherine, anything. Pete. Pete's dead. Pete's dead. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's why. All right, Pete. They did have a. Well, oh no, they had old footage. They had of old Pete's, footage. Yeah. He loves Jack Nance. Too. I mean, old, he would have Jack Nance. Of all three could, of them, but. they had old footage. <laughs> but they. But Josie but and Piper uh, alive, and yeah, they, yeah, they could have had. The ladies. Well, the worst was obviously a sheriff uh, Truman not not wanting to be on the show. That was that yeah. was the time. And by all accounts, he just doesn't want to be an actor anymore, and just doesn't want to be. That that was uh, what I've read about him not wanting to go back the sh- to the show. He's been ret- he's retired. He's not going back. But it's like just do it. I know, right? Just do it. They got dude. everyone else who's still alive. Well, not Josie and Piper Lori. Yeah. I wanna but. I wanna see Josie and Catherine <laughs> being like golden girl style retirement buddies in like being like, get me some vodka and OJ and make it snappy. You <laughs> old cow. <laughs> Just having like yeah. like little kind they, of back and forth retort. They did they did get the vast majority of characters from the original they did. that are still they alive. Did. They almost got like everyone. Oh, some absences, obviously, I think, was the man from another place, which is the little man. Yeah, and he's alive, too, isn't he? He's also alive, so I was disappointed. And he's a great, and he's like a Lynch favorite. He's been in a couple. He was in Mulholland Drive. Um, So I don't know why. wasn't he also in the other one, the name that I can never remember? Uh, um, 
The other one that's just like Mulholland Drive. Oh, that's like, uh, yeah. Isn't he also on that one? But like inland, he, uh, inland something. Yeah. Inland world. Or, I want to say Future Island, but that's a band. That's a band, yeah. Um, but something like that. But Inland Empire, I think. The guy from Carnival, he's really yeah. good. There's no reason for him not to be involved. Unless he's too old, too That could be. I don't know. That could, that could be. I mean... So yeah, yeah. so it's it's tough to it's tough to call, but one three from the from um, the original is my favorite, and then the return, I think it's a little bit. I need to do like a cohesive rewatch, but I do think part sixteen where we get Audrey's dance and Nine Inch Nails. Everything's okay, no good wait, cooking. wait. Go ahead. No, episode eight is Nine Inch Nails. So oh, oh yeah. you're right, you're right. So that's then. my favorite. That's your favorite. Of course, that is my favorite. <gasps> you it's being the most fucked up episode. It is fucked up. It is the <laughs> most fucked up. I mean, like this is it. That's the atomic bomb. Yeah, that's the atomic bomb episode. Yeah, you have to be. I mean, beyond a Lynch fan, there. You're like yeah. a. No, like, obsessed. <laughs> what I love is because we started doing this and, like, I work, like, in a very basic field, like, in terms of, like, basic people and where some we were doing, like, a holiday, like, um, talent show and they needed talent and they were like, well, you do a podcast. I was like, you really want me to go up and talk about, like... <laughs> fucking portal theory like you do not no one knows what i'm like, talking about listen, right gang now. threes are good and twos are bad i can't stress that enough it's like not necessarily <laughs> a skill that translate on, <laughs> translates onto a stage and it was like <laughs> this is a very specific thing like right. this woman over here is telling me that game of thrones is sci-fi and i have to be like it is not sci-fi. It is fantasy. <laughs> there is a difference. Are there dragons? Is there magic? It is fantasy. I was like, <laughs> as someone who loves magic, like, it is not sci-fi. That is science fiction. So there's science involved. <laughs> this is just fantasy. So I was like, okay, no. So when you try and be like, I was remember like, how threes are bad? <laughs> People are like, what? I know. And I'm like, well, you know, like, it's very David Lynchy. And they're like, <laughs> I don't know what that means. And I was like, eh, I can't explain it. It's you just, just a have thing to be there. Uh, you know. I you have to go wear... over here now. Yeah. Right. It's like, from you. you shouldn't I mean, wear red if you want yeah. good things to happen to you. <laughs> and there red are some theory. people that are like, oh, yeah, you do this? All right, like I'll try it out, and I was like, I appreciate that. <laughs> like, I respect it. And then people that are like, I tried, and then yeah. I hated it. And I was like, I get that. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I want to give a shout to because I'm sure she's listening. A lovely young lady in my office, Anna, who has been trying to teach me a V lookup. And we have come to a <gasps> come to an agreement that she's going to teach me a view lookup, and I'm going to explain to her why Twin Peaks is good, and we're going to podcast about it, perhaps, because to her it's <laughs> as confusing why Twin Peaks is good as it is to me confusing how to operate a view lookup. As someone that knows how to operate a view lookup, it's not as confusing. <laughs> Twin Peaks is way more confusing. <laughs> That's true. Like, That's so true. much more confusing. So like, as someone that, like, has done V-Lookups for so long, and then when I talk to other people that don't know V-Lookups, <laughs> they're like, I don't know what you're saying. I and think, I'm, so if Kelly Kelly can learn a V-Lookup, if you just replace let's not the numbers with, too... like, the heads of Twin Peaks characters. <laughs> That's so, true. Like, That's just like, you gotta Are you looking for V-Lookup? Leland Palmer's? <laughs> yes, Leland Palmer's are it in this column. It has to be column. something I'm interested in, yeah. which is not usually anything that you'd be using a view lookup for. So as we stream off into things people are not interested in, which is view lookups, generally speaking, um, want to tease out, because <laughs> it's on my list of things to do, the trip that we're going to take. So the gang is all gearing up to go to Snoqualmie, Washington together as a group. Let's talk about how this came up, where I just got a text message going, hey, we're going to a wedding. 
we should do a Twin Peaks. <laughs> and the I wedding, was like, by the way, is nowhere I, near. <laughs> nowhere <laughs> near Snowballmy. It's like a good it's, seven, eight hour it's drive. Like, no, it's four. Just a just four a hours. quick four well, hours. Maybe six. No, because it's three hours <laughs> where you guys are going to be like Eugene's like three hours. Yeah, from we're Portland. going from Eugene Port Eugene and Oregon then it's another to... like two hours from Portland. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good. So like, we were Jones in for a an excuse <laughs> to get back to our buddies at the Salish Lodge and Spa yeah. in Snoqualmie, Washington. <laughs> And we were like, hey, bud, Melissa, we're going. You're coming with us. And I just booked a flight. Didn't even no. question it. I was like, <laughs> all right, this is happening. I got the time off. So, so the gang's going. The a lot has spot. changed, probably. Okay. Go ahead, babe. All right, I was just going to say the best spots. So, I mean, the, the diner is just. The double R And is- also. Exactly the, the same. The diner, they use the real diner in the return, whereas in the original, it's a sound studio. Right. So I was like, when we first went, when we went, I was like, well, this isn't really like the show's diner. But the out, the, ex, the exterior was exactly like it. But exactly. now it's like both. The inside. The- so yeah. So the inside was only filmed in the uh, pilot. Right. So that was, re- I mean, it was all real, but then yeah. they moved to a sound studio after the pilot. Which that's what I'm curious about. So when Pat and I went to our trip, it when was did like, you guys go? what year? Yeah, that's a good. Three question. years ago, almost exactly. I okay. Think. So when we went, they had just filmed yeah. the return. In fact, yes. we went to the location of the sheriff's department and met a local who said, they had used his truck in filming and David Lynch had stolen it. Yeah. And we think it was the infamous Richard Horn truck. I know. That was used At the so time. prominently. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like, no, yeah. And like, so it, yeah. when we went, they were just fresh off of filming. So you yes. would still talk to locals who had met David they Lynch. They literally just said they were just here. Like, like when we were like, because walking around Snoqualmie, Wearing a plaid skirt, as I was doing, you're saying to the select few who understand what it means, like, I'm a Twin Peaks fan. (laughs) And what's interesting is it's like a mating call and the call comes back to you and the weirdos who are (laughs) in it with you are in it with you. And they're like, I like your Audrey skirt. Or like, let me show you this weird back path. That's where Ronette gets murdered. And you're like, yes, I can't wait to take pictures of it. And like, yeah. in the meantime, everyone else is going about their daily lives and has no idea why you're excited about a rock or like a you know, <laughs> sawmill or whatever. And yes. so what I'm wondering is now that the return was so prominently, like the return was interior, exterior, everything in Snoqualmie. Yeah. Are there going to be, is there going to be a different feel in the town oh about Twin going Peaks? To that weird place where. We're going to go everywhere. Yeah, we're, we're going everywhere. Like the, the stump where like. Oh, the log? Yeah. We're going to see the log for sure. The like but big log. The giant log? Yeah. Like that log, the log where like they get sucked up into the. Oh, I don't oh, know. If, I, I don't know. know. We don't know if that's. We do think we a found Glastonbury but... Grove the last time we yeah. went. Like the the scenes too where Jerry's wandering through the wilderness. I mean, that's all right by our hotel. Like we're gonna be right in it, listeners. So we're gonna do a lot of investigating. We're going to the scene of the crime, literally. Back there, the, your three buddies digging in. We're talking to the locals, we're putting on our plaid, we're <laughs> digging up our s- sleeves, we're taking out our shovels. We're shoveling through the shit to get to <laughs> what is going on in Snoqualmie. Post- really Has it changed? We don't know. We're going to find out. Are they all Twin Peaks nut jobs now? I feel After like Spoiler no. came out. Like, <laughs> Spoiler no. Did he get the, yeah, that's a, that is a good question. There, I liked we it. Were, there uh, were just kind a, of few, a rarity you know? when we were there. They loved us. Did it increase? Yes. Because we also came, question. we came in kind of an off time, and they're like, "You must be Twin Peaks fans, you weirdos. <sighs> let me, let us show you this like thing, yeah. and like take you up to the roof." I thought we were gonna get murdered. The very kindly waitress, who I hope she's still there, and we're gonna make buds with her, but she was like. 
want to show you guys something and like took us up to this like rooftop that you could like see the falls from. Yeah. Which I'm like, this is beautiful, but she could also just push us off the ledge right here and murder <laughs> us. Like <laughs> fun fact. We are from a metropolitan area where we <laughs> the go-to is being murdered. Right. When someone's <laughs> friendly with us, we're like, are they trying to murder me? I wasn't that too, is, I wasn't too They're not trying to sleep with me, so they must be trying small, to murder me. She was a small woman, so she was very I was small. fairly certain that she couldn't take it. When we both, we look. Unless she drugged us. Spoilers, <laughs> we look like a hipster couple and like <laughs> wearing plaid and Twin Peaks t-shirts. They're like, we embrace you. You're weird. We will wobble. We will make you one of us. Like, so I, my hope is that we go there and I would love it if it hadn't risen in popularity that much. Cause I, I would like to like be able to do what we did before. Cause it was so cool to get to like, we just went around the locations and there was no one else going around. It was just us. There might no have one been, gave us an there might have been, a little bit. There yeah. might have been one or two cars that stopped at the Ronette Bridge, I think. Right. But were they uh, stopping there to stop there? Were they just like, I feel like we well, just saw yeah, like a dog walker because it was a beautiful bridge. Yeah, I guess you don't know. You know, like they weren't like wearing plaid and taking pictures like I was with my arms out to my side like a zombie. Like, <laughs> so you're changing being, the car into a, like a small nightgown. Being the Ronette. <laughs> Dragging myself across the bridge with my, yeah, it was very cool being kind of the only Twin Peaks fans where we yeah. went because yeah. like people were very gracious who knew what we were, you know, they were like very like we'll show you this I did, thing. I did feel like at the Double R, they knew we were like tourists. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but I was like... Well, that's why I say if we podcast at the Double R, we're just embracing it and then we're just yeah. going with it and they'll oh, just... Oh, at the Double R, I thought... Oh, we just have to be like... We're just like, do you mind if we us. do this? And they they don't know the difference between our podcast and like a legit one, listeners. So <laughs> we're going to get you the scoop. We're going to find out what's going on in Snoqualmie, Washington since Twin Peaks. It might be rough. It might be unedited, but <laughs> right. we'll we're, get something. We're not afraid yes. to go undercover and get you the hard <laughs> scoop. We'll get into the fog. If we have to smoke a little weed to feel like Jerry, <laughs> guys, I don't, I don't want to have to do that, but I will do it for you. butter and then just be like, where am I? I will do it for you, listeners, because I'm that dedicated. <laughs> um, so we're going to do that. So She's keep listening, host. right? I hate, I hate to have to smoke the weed, but you know what? <laughs> you guys are good sports, so I'll do it. So... Stay tuned because we're about to bring you an exciting adventure. Meanwhile, 